0: This
1: is Bruce. This is Trav.
2: This is Pixie.
1: Welcome to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast, your podcast where you have your game all set and somebody calls you on facts because you didn't do your research beforehand. Tonight we are talking about just that researching real world things for your role-playing game now it's always good to have i call it planned improvisation you have to have a basic outline yet you still with gamers you have to learn as a game master how to think on your feet this has been a hard learned skill for me folks (laughs) i've been gaming for 40 years so uh, no
0: matter how, how no matter how much you prepare, the your players are always going to come out and say, Hey, you know, what about this? And what can you tell us about that? And if they've got some kind of resource yeah. like some Sage or some online database that's supposed to be really helpful, or some tech service department that they think they can go to and get the answers to all their questions then um, you're you going to be sitting there going, on, of I don't know.
1: Yeah. So we're bringing that up because I'm sure that all of you, as all of our listeners who are running games, they've had this. And those of you who play in games, you've probably done this. You've probably... We game masters are not perfect. You're going to get called on at one time or another. And for me, something like, you know, physics and chemistry, the hard and life sciences are bad for me. I just don't do them well. I've been called on it more than once, especially since I have... In the Saturday game, Josie and I, a registered nurse, Tracy, yes, and just, <laughs> and then she explains, I have to, like, can you dumb that down for the guy that knows nothing about medicine, so, so yes, we are going to cover how to go about researching this stuff, so your game, the verisimilitude is there, because yes, there are some people who would call that nitpicking, but... It really does help form the game better if you know, okay, exactly the things that are on this bridge in New York or the distance between two systems that just happen to be in real life. Like in the Friday game, I'm I'm using the Vega system for part of the game and it's 24 light years from Earth. You can look this up. It's there on Google. So these how to go about assimilating all these facts into your game to get everything to click just right and to get called on as little as possible. We're going to lead you down that path tonight, folks. So we have Bruce compiled up and I added some things. Uh, six points, things that you can do, th- resources that you can go to, and certain methods that you do to make sure that everything is tightened up to speed when you plan this could be an adventure, a campaign arc, a whole campaign, just to make sure that everything is, as my mom used to say, 10-8 and straight. So, our first point. Professions, locations, industry, science, government, military, religion, how to make, how to do. Now, um, Bruce meant we were talking about my Saturday game, a modern-day Bureau 13 game, and I brought up the concept of a psychometrist. Not many people know who that is. That is somebody with the psychic power to gain psychic impressions from objects by touch. Knowing little things like that, like, not many people know what a vintner is. It's a winemaker. Like, how? Yes, you, and yeah, well... And, I, a,
0: and a flautist is not somebody who exposes
1: themselves. Right. That would be somebody who plays the flute. Or, well, it could be a flutist, too. I've heard both terms, but...
2: I've heard it as flutist.
1: Flutist? Okay. Yeah, I think it might just be a regional thing then.
2: It might be. Or even
1: generational. I mean.
2: Regional, generational, whatever. I've heard it as one thing. I didn't even know about the other one, so maybe generational more.
1: Okay, like, oh, locations. Yes, definitely. If you are going to have a game set in a location, know your location.
0: Well, yeah, but it's really hard to know everything about a location, you know. So that's where you have to kind of, you know, you have to ask yourself why, you know, why, why are we here? What's important about this? And then what's important as far as our game is concerned to know about this place? So, yeah, locations. Everything takes place somewhere.
1: Yes, Well, there's a matter of scale here as far as if it's just a one-shot adventure, like in my Thursday night game where they're in Lake George, Michigan. It is a town of not even 100 people. It is a little burg in central Michigan, the lower peninsula, and it's going to be a one-shot and done. I just need to know... Maybe there's a few buildings there. Okay, there's a post office. Fine. I don't need to know all that much about... I may not even have to bring up a map of the city. I can just make up my own. Okay, it's a small town. Here's Main Street. Now, if that location is the base city for, say, a superhero campaign, you better start studying because you're going to need to know where the police station is in, in relation to City Hall and how many skyscrapers you know it's like oh this particular building has 105 stories on it if it's a home base for the campaign and it's based in the real world you're gonna have to obviously do a lot more study industries let's say you have a character that is in the import export business they deal with antiquities they deal with stuff coming in from other countries you might want to know what goes into the import i mean you don't have to become a total expert, but you just might want to know exactly what it is they do.
0: You have to know how things get through customs. Yeah, that's going to gonna, know that's what, be what, the big thing. Right. You know, you have to know uh, how big can an object be, you know, after what size does it have to go on a container ship? What fits in a container? Oh, yeah. When I, I talk get... about those big containers that go on container ships, there is a size. You might think it's really, you know, and there's a limit. And you know yeah.
1: Oh no, I i if any of you saw the A team movie that came out like about five, six years ago. Those type of containers, the ship that they blew that um the character Pike blew up with a rocket launcher and the containers went everywhere, those were huge containers. Those things were bigger than a the back end of a semi truck. They were almost like train car size. So I mean you have to know how big and what could be fitting fitting in there. You could probably fit like easily three or four like automotive vehicles in there uh science this is when i get called on a lot because my life and hard science skills are physics chemistry biology
0: right everybody thinks they know a lot more than they do
1: yeah i've been getting spending decades on getting called on my science and uh jerry gentry he worked with us on bureau 13d20 and just I would do something in science, and he'd just be looking at it and open his mouth, and I'm just like, dot, dot, just. <laughs> It ended up being like the Dr. Evil shit scene, just... Well, Plank's constant. I'm like, get out. I have learned if I'm going to have something that exhibits something of that nature, call them beforehand. Just, okay, I want to get this straight for the game. Why? I don't want you interrupting it. So yeah, science, and it depends. Life science, hard science, physical science. I'm good with social sciences. So things like psychology, criminology, anthropology, archaeology, sociology, I tend to know a little more on and I can apply that to the game.
0: Yeah. You gotta be really careful sometimes with terminology because what a, a CRISPR to a cook is completely different than a CRISPR to a bioengineer.
1: Ah, okay. And again, having a registered nurse in the Saturday game, it's helpful because it's funny. The registered nurse is playing a hacker and her housemate, or I think Kathy's a security guard, is playing a physician. So Tracy's constantly having to give information to Kathy on on medical stuff. To make sure everything is good. And I'm glad that, one, they've known each other for a couple of years now. And two, that Tracy, with her medical knowledge, it comes in handy. But then when she's trying to explain something to me, it's like, okay, you need to dumb it back down for the GM who doesn't know this. And so she does so. Non-condescendingly. And then we can, you know, move on because now I understand, okay, this is how this works, fine. But yeah, your science, depending on the campaign, it can be a little rubbery just because it's like, well, if you're doing something like Bureau 13, you know, science can get a little weird because all stories are true and weird science works on B13 Earth. So on other games, you might want to... And I don't think it'd have to be... I think that can be by scenario. I don't think you really need to get hardcore into the sciences if you're running a whole massive campaign. Let's say for like a superhero campaign. If you're running it where it's like the X-Men, you're not going to need to get a doctorates level knowledge of genetics. We just all hand wave it by now. Okay, it's their genetics. It happens during puberty. The powers manifest fine. You don't need to get into, you know, what each strand of RNA is doing. It just that that's a little too much, and most players would just be like, "I no, I didn't sign on for this."
2: My eyes are glazing over at that point. Yeah. No. Yep. Yeah. You're...
1: I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sign on for this. It's beyond my pay grade. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> Pixie's not home. <laughs> yeah. Please leave a message.
1: Yeah.
0: Government. Yeah. Oh well. Yes, Bruce. I was going to say that you know, keep in mind also that sometimes you know what you get in arguments over. Is pay- it actually pales beside something else. Like you might say, like, well, what's the actual heat, you know, of things falling into a black hole? And you're like, you know, or, and can, and and can our ship stand up to, you know, the you know the 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 gravity gradient? It's like, how did you get there? Aren't you traveling faster than the speed of light somehow? There's probably something in out there that could probably give you some protection against that, anyways. So a lot of times you. Your, your your science or whatever is going to get a little bit, as you said, rubbery Because there's too many factors And so you have to basically start saying Okay, it's going to work if you do this You know, or that And, and just give the, you know, as some people say you can, you know, If it smells like a steak You don't actually have to show the steak
1: Okay, uh, let's see Government and military Those kind of go hand in hand, obviously um, Let's say you're doing an adventure Where the president is under attack for something you know there's going to be an assassination. It might be good to study about the Secret Service and, you know, just what they do and how they would go about doing something. And same with military. I had an adventure recently in one of my Thursday Night Superhero games where the characters had to infiltrate a military base to stop a prototype weapon shipment from getting stolen. So I kind of had to know, okay, how would they change guards? You know, at what intervals? uh, How would they store something of this magnitude. Okay, they're bringing in this convoy. What type of helicopters are they going to use to carry a shipment like this? And how are they going to protect that shipment? Because they know, okay, this stuff is being stolen. We're going to need to have like a group of attack helicopters around this cargo copter. So I had to look up the type of cargo copter and military attack chopper.
0: Right, and and you have this ID on you that says you're this rank of this service so, do you have enough rank to commandeer that craft? Right. Or is there going to be somebody else, you know, that, that that's going to come up and say, hey, you know, you get off of there, I, I'm in command here. So, it's important to know who's, you know, who's in command.
1: Rank, chain of command, and stuff like that, yeah. Um, yeah,
0: and, and how, they, how they go across different services.
1: Yeah, because a lieutenant in one service may not be the same as a lieutenant in another. Right. Like, Army and Navy, you know. Second lieutenant well, I, believe. I believe
0: that a lieutenant in in the British Army is actually much higher than what would be in the American um, uh, Army
1: Well because I know that in the Navy an O1 is an ensign and an O1 in the Army would be a lieutenant junior grade I've had you know we there's there's PDFs of what is it blood and guts from RPG objects which lists all the concurrent ranks the O ones through Army Navy Air Force and Marines. So they have all for that same one designation what each title would be. It's good to know that just because of if your character is posing as a major and it's a colonel that is running this particular thing, you cannot pull rank at all. That's not going to happen. So, so yeah, as I said, government and military kind of go hand in hand for obvious reasons. Whether it's military or civilian, they still have certain procedures and ranks and stations that it would be good for the GM to know. Uh, Religion. Now, if you're using real-world religions, and actually we can kind of harken back to the the cults and secret societies episode in a way, because a lot of them kind of fashioned themselves and had to do with religions. Let's say you are trying to stop something at the Vatican. You might want to know the hierarchy in the Vatican. You know, the Pope, of course, top of the food chain. But you have all the cardinals and deacons and bishops and archbishops and... And also, Archdiocese... Um, If you're having something happening at the Vatican and you're trying to stop them, you're going to have to get past the Swiss Guard. Probably one of the greatest security forces on the planet. Yeah, they have goofy-looking uniforms, but don't take their lack of any style for a lack of regimentation and combat ability. These guys were all over Europe at one time, and after certain treaties were made, they are left at the Vatican, which the Vatican technically is a city-state within the city of Rome. It's like, I think, three or four square miles. But it is considered a country. It's just, it's a papacy as opposed to a democracy or a monarchy or whatever. But yeah, these if you're having something happen in the Vatican, these are good things to know. How far... You know, is St. Peter's Basilica, is it in the center of the Vatican? For a conclave, how many bishops does it take, you know, or, or cardinals does it take to vote in a new pope? What is the designation for when a new pope is found? And that would be every time they do a vote, it's black smoke. And when they decide on, the, on who will be the next pope, out of this uh, smokestack, white smoke comes out. So yeah, these are just little things that you probably want to know if you're running something in the, an adventure in the Vatican which would have a lot of modern uh, D20 games. They had a few adventures that were based in the Vatican, like you're stopping a cardinal from being assassinated, or you're stopping the Vatican Library from being raided, which supposedly the Vatican Library has all sorts of various texts from like centuries ago, which would make for a really good adventure for espionage or a heist caper.
0: Well, you're talking mostly about locations there. You know, uh, when you talk about religions, the to me the big questions are, you know, uh, how do you join? What you know, what are their precepts? Is uh, can you leave once you join? What is their goal as a religion? Because some religions have goals. You know, some are the, some are evangelicals. Some are, you know, uh, join or die. Uh, there, it's it's important to understand the underpinnings of the beliefs in religions to see how they it will interact with other religions that they bump into or specific groups. You know.
1: Well, yeah, knowing that Christianity, Judaism, and uh, Islam, despite their differences, they all come from a core concept. It's just the, they oh, it's all worship the paths. same
0: Old Testament God,
1: right? The Basically, Christianity has a New Testament, and Islam, Muhammad is considered a prophet. Where he's not in either one, he's not in. Excuse me, either the other two, Christianity or Islam or uh, Judaism. Yeah, but they Jesus all. Jesus
0: is just. Jesus is considered a prophet in Islam, but not the last prophet. So therefore, anything that Muhammad says that contradicts Jesus is considered fine.
1: Yes, and you have the Bible the Torah and the Quran which are all the the holy texts of those three Abrahamic religions. And mm-hmm. it would be nice to know if you're running something that is deeply religious based. Okay, how do they differ? And of course, like Bruce said with uh precepts of joining, how far can you go? Like in Catholicism, the Christianity, women really uh I and and it's they, they can be, at the most, mother superior of one convent. A man can go all the way up to Pope. So, I mean, there are certain sects of Christianity where nuns and mother superiors might get to do a little more, but those are certain sects of Catholicism.
0: Right. Another example is where uh, a, a man who was of another religion uh, might would be allowed to get married in the wife's church as long as they openly proclaim that their children would be raised in the wife's religion.
1: Ah, yes. That's that's, that's
0: been a sticking point for a lot of religions.
1: I'm I'm reminded of uh, the movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, where Ian had to get baptized in the Greek Orthodox faith, and it was of the oil and everything, so he had to go through that in order to marry Tuva mm-hmm. uh Vartalos' character right so there're just certain customs that you would need to know as far as joining a religion how at how far they go what their tenets are again you don't need to become a theological scour, but it's good enough for the game and there are going to be right, times look, where you're yeah. going to have to oh crap i got to get my phone out and you know or look it up on the laptop and to get a finer point because players will, they tend to do that.
0: Right. Well, if you're playing a game, for example, where you're trying to get into a closed area, like, um, uh, it's the, it's the movie where they had a murder inside of a, uh, 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 a a rabbi community. And so, uh, it was called stranger among us. And, uh, and, and I think it was, um, and, 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 uh, Melanie Griffith, I think, was the police officer who was not only a woman, but she also wasn't Jewish, and she had to be able to go inside and 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 do her investigation. So she had to learn. There were certain restrictions that she had to accept, and but at the same time, you know, there were certain things that they wouldn't do, like some of them wouldn't talk to her. And she had she had to have like one person she could talk to. I, I didn't actually see the movie, but I'm saying is that if you're going to go into a community, a cl- especially a closed community of people who are uh, amongst the Amish, uh, yeah, a lot of times they find themselves to be isolated, uh, not because the people are unkind, but because they don't even have the basics of the uh, a basic understanding of what is the culture they've just entered into.
1: Well, it's kind of like, oh, Val Kilmer, Graham Greene, Thunderheart. And that was on an Indian reservation. And Val Kilmer's character was, did have American Indian in him, Native American. Uh But he knew nothing of the culture. So Graham Greene's character, who was there and lived it on the reservation, was kind of condescendingly schooling him. And it was the bit where he's looking at the tracks... And Val Kilmer's like, I suppose you know how much he had in his pocket. And without missing a beat and looking totally serious, he just looks at him and says, 73 cents. <laughs> but he had... He, Val Kilmer, despite having been in, I think, it, the tribe was Lakota, knew nothing of his heritage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he, to them... They were, it was like a white man walking in, trying to, you know, muscle his way through and just, you can't do that on reservations. There's the Bureau of Indian Affairs that you would have to deal with. And he was an FBI agent. So there was jurisdictional problems there. But yeah, religion. And of course, this is the one that, I think we all know this, you need to tread lightly on many levels. One, you may have someone of that religion. And of course, you might want to talk to them beforehand.
2: I think involving religion in a in a game in a game on a larger than usual scale is very problematic.
1: Yeah, because yeah. also you don't want to come off as stereotypical,
2: right? Right. Well, you, you may not have a choice. External, yeah, that's, that's lots of accidental stereotypes you can step on.
0: Yeah, yeah. You may have
2: somebody it, at the table.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Let me give you an example. In uh, one of the books that I'm I'm reading, it's uh, it's about the ambassador from Russia who was trying to get into Japan, which was a closed society, in order to open it up for Russian trade. Nobody was allowed to trade with Japan, or the other way by the Japanese. They wouldn't trade with anybody. Only one group was allowed, and that was the uh, uh, the Dutch, and and they didn't know why. So they come in. And they 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 get there and from the moment they get there these Russians are basically pushing the Japanese around, telling them what to do and, and where to go and, and they say we're gonna I wanna meet with your shogun and they're like, Oh well you can't do that because you know he's 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 a very important person and He's like, Well I'm a very important person I'm I'm from Russia, come on. And uh, and so and as you find out as you read this Is that they have a very strict social hierarchy And people from outside are at the lowest level Of that social hierarchy Yes, Gai- so, gaijin, yes, yes
1: Right, there's so
0: there's when there's the there's Dutch it. come into a room To talk to somebody of any importance whatsoever They crawl in on their bellies they never raise their eyes above let's say the ledger that they're reading off of they they talk and, and they answer questions and if, and once you know they do their business they turn around and they crawl their way out this russian guy comes in goes over plops himself down next to the, guy, the you know the the, the showgun's underling and looks him straight in the eye and says okay this is what we want to do with you yeah strangely they get sent away with nothing. Can't imagine why. I have no right? Clue. No. Oh, <laughs> and they, and, and the guy was totally, why. totally why. bewildered by the fact that nobody wanted to do business. We you know what, what's wrong with doing business. He says, <laughs> and, because they've totally violated all the social rules. You know, you know the, the social, social contract, contract that exists in that country. country. You know yeah, when when, when you're, the, the leader, leader, leader of your country is considered divine. Yeah. Okay. You're yeah, going to have, have some issues, issues about who you get to talk to, and how you have to talk to them, and what sacrifices or what kinds of 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 um, well gifts, not bribes. They're gifts. Yeah. Okay. But they're required.
1: <laughs> and in many of these countries, religion and culture are the same. And law, yeah. it's all... So, as I said, again, with, with like, feudal Japan, modern-day Islam, a lot of that culture, law, religion is all, I believe the term is shari, Sharia law.
0: There's and so... Kinds. Excuse me? There's, there's Sharia shari law, and then there's other, other law, too. Okay.
1: Yeah. But still, when you blend all that together, the customs are centuries, if not a millennia-plus old. And to break that, just, it it's like, no, you will... And, and so to study it in the game, if you want to convey that sense that you are there and not do the stereotypes...
2: You really have to research it very well. Yeah. Uh,
1: otherwise...
2: Y- You would offend them less if you kicked around a
1: puppy. Well, it's (laughs) as far as... You're going to come off possibly stereotypical. Um, Someone might call you on it because they might have done comparative religions in college. So, yeah, just something like that where you're dealing with a theocratic-based culture, culture run by the religion... It would do good to study the customs as far... What would pertain to the scenario at hand? If you are going into this country and you're doing a business meeting, like, like trade, like Bruce mentioned in that book, then yeah, you might want to get in how you would interact with them at that level. You're not going to need to know how they grow their rice and how they plant it. You don't need to get that far. But you just study for what you're going to be planning. But, yeah, religion, as I said, you, 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 you could touch off on some negative stereotypes there and possibly assemb- offend somebody in your group in one way or another. So that's, religion is always a touchy subject. It just, it is. It, it, there's no way around it.
0: Right. Well, religion, culture, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's you know, you have what we refer to as the American social, uh, social religion, which is, you know, in the South... Where I live, it's you know all all the way you talk to each other and and uh, um, you know yeah. go go on, you know where, when you have your church services and and uh, you know go and, and and kind of the terms you use you know someone in the, in the south you go praise the Lord and everyone just blink twice about it you do that somewhere else and everyone's like why are you bringing up religion in the middle of a just a, a secular conversation And yeah. he's like I wasn't. I was just excited Yeah <laughs> But you can also do other problems Where, for example, uh, a grown man can, can call somebody who's slightly his junior Honey You know, listen honey, this is the way it is Yeah And and that person Isn't supposed to get offended by that Okay, because you are their junior Yeah but At the same time But you were to say that, you know uh, In the north, and they'd be like Hey, I'm not a woman Yeah B, uh, you know, I'm not in a, in, a in, in that kind of relationship with you. Yeah. And and C, you know, why are you why are you being so patronizing? Yeah, it's, it's like,
2: like it's also the same way with calling someone son.
0: Yeah, it's like you're not yeah. my father. Get away from me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you, you to, they have to be pretty young before you can call somebody boy. Yeah. <laughs> These days.
1: You know. Okay. Um. Oh, let's see.
2: One that one well, that gets me with that is kid.
1: Yeah, I like, yeah. yeah. Mm, yeah. And, and I'll admit, I, I do still have a bit of ageism about me. I, I, I will admit that freely. It's one of my last isms I'm trying to get out of me. And I will make that remark. Because I work with a lot of younger people. People, you know, Josie's age and younger. Uh, and I'm just like...
2: And unfortunately, most of them happen to still deserve the term because they... Sound like they haven't grown up any. Right, but
1: still, I'm in a work environment. Isms are getting really frowned upon now, so if I sit there and come off as extremely ageist, that can end up in a trip to the office. So I have to rein that in while I'm on the clock with these younger employees. So yeah, well, that was it, your age? Yeah. It, oh, I'm, oh God, I'm getting there now. I remember when I'm doing that too. Anyways,
0: what's that, Grandpa? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. What's that old man? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Turn down that music. Get off my lawn. Anyways, how to make but, and ho- yeah, how to make and uh, how to do. Yeah, <laughs> all these are really
0: hard. You know.
1: <laughs> well, as far as researching, let's say you have a a campaign where technology is going to be a major facet of it. And you have, like, somebody who, okay, we need to maintain our vehicles. Might be good to know a little bit about cars. I mean, with, I've, I've been in the automotive aftermarket for 25 years. I've picked up a thing or two. But that's also because there's a lot of car guys at my job. So some auto mechanic things I can speak with some authority. I've had my fair share of clunkers over the years. And how oh. to fix them? Well, okay, on this car you would do this and this, and like on this car, like on my 2000 Concord, I got to take off a tire to get to the battery. Yeah, I'm not. Does keen it really on
0: that. matter what weight oil you put in your car? Really? Uh, yeah, it does. It, it, it <laughs> See, I difference. don't know. See, so someone said, hey, can we put this WD-40 into our, you know, I- into our diesel truck? Oh. I mean, like, what, you want to you wanna fuel it or you want to lubricate it?
1: Yeah, right. You'll have a well-lubricated inner, but it ain't going to go nowhere. Um, so, yeah, how to make and how to do, again, you don't need to become an expert on a lot of stuff, just to what it pertains. As I said, if you have a high-technology-filled campaign... Like, and uh, let's see... I would say... Let's say... A campaign in cyberspace... You might want to learn... A little bit about computers... Just for the terminology... You might yeah. want to learn... A little bit about... and gran- What was that? Networks... Oh yeah, networks... And, and a little bit about... Uh, let's say if there's cybernetics... You might want to learn... And, and because there's plenty of places... To research on cyber... We have cybernetics now... I remember seeing probably about four or five years ago and it still blows my mind that they did this. This guy had lost, like, from the pelvis down. He had this carriage and he had what rather human-looking legs and, I mean, he was buckled all into it so, you know, he could stay upright and all that. And from the waist of this carriage with the legs were two electrodes that were up against his head. He fought his way up the stairs of the Sears Tower with these artificial legs.
2: I remember watching that video. That stuff blew my mind. That was cool. I'm
1: sitting there in my lunchroom going, the future is here, folks.
2: Just staring at it. Yeah. and And this is just, this is a thing now.
1: He walked all the way up the Sears Tower, which is one of the big, tallest buildings in Chicago. And walk back down again. And it proved that we have cybernetics now. Stuff that, when you think, electrical impulses will make these electrical and mechanical parts move. And this guy walked again. He lost, basically, the lower half of his body. So, researching things like that might help you with, okay, I'm running a cyberpunk campaign and I have to replace from, like, halfway up the upper leg down with a prosthetic leg. Knowing Mm -hmm. little things like that will give... That very similar to to the character who now has the one leg that's a prosthetic, a cybernetic prosthetic. Um, how to as I said, how to make? If you want to try to get talking about coding, that's kind of a deep subject. You might want to just look at the basics. And for most players, if you throw enough of the proper terms, it's like the old adage. And no, I do not. I do not. You know. Promote lying as a general practice. But if you're going to lie, put enough of the truth in it to make it believable.
0: Yeah. So, how much, you know, yeah. how, how do you make a suspension bridge? How much rope do you need? Things right. Like things, that.
1: Yeah. Things like that, which uh, let's say you have a game based in San Francisco, might be good to know because of the Golden Gate, you know. Okay. Yeah. So, how to make, how to do. A bit on the technical side, and again, just what you need to know. And usually, how to make and how to do are more for adventure-based or situation-based instances than a whole campaign. You might, as I said, you might have a very tech-heavy campaign, so you might want to know, you know, have your character, have your players brush up on tech a little. Um, All right, number two. Games are not simulations, so you need... Only need the high points. If one of your players considers herself to be an SME, then let them give a briefing on the subject. This puts everyone in the same mental landscape. And I'm going to bring up the example before taping. This was the Robotech-Nightbane mashup that I was running until a few months ago. And the characters were in New York City. Now, two of the players, a husband and wife, the wife was from Brooklyn, the husband was from Bedford-Stuy. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to ask them now what these things are. And it kind of put a bit of an interruption in the game. And Josie kind of called me on it. But I let her know, if you got somebody who knows about the things, you pick their brain. I didn't get the chance to do it before. And that, I'll I'll call myself on that, Josie. I should have called Donald Lynn or Maddie beforehand. But if you got someone who lived in New York, they were raised there. And you're going to run a game in New York. Their brain should be a Rolodex to you. Just go in and find out, okay, I need to know about these things. <clears throat> Urinate me a large salt water body. You know, yeah. put it in swear terms, you'll know what I'm talking about, folks. But yeah, if you've got somebody who know, uh, as I said, the aforementioned Tracy, the mari- the aforementioned married couple's roommate, registered nurse, if there's something I need to know about medicine for the game, I'm going to call, I'll text or call Tracy and find out. If it's something like, well, I'm running a game with genetics, you know, can you give me a little bit on how this might work? Tracy be only glad to tell me. Of course I'd say, remember, dumb it back down for the game master. <laughs> but yeah, subject matter yeah, experts in it, the game.
2: It does make things more accurate.
1: Again, verisimilitude, yes. Your mom hates that term, but it's a useful term. It's a useful term. Yes.
2: But I do agree with maybe you should figure that out before Yeah, the try to try starts. to do it before. Uh, no, I I own that, Josie. Uh, uh, I apologize. Yes. Yeah, yes. Try not to make half your group angry because you're interrupting a session just when things are getting good.
1: Yeah. Well, as I said, that's something if you know you're going to do it and I did. So, yeah. 40 years gaming, I still make mistakes like that. It it's being human. But yeah, putting everybody in the same mental landscape, if you want to take a few minutes and have the player say okay, In New York City at this time, there was this, 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 and this. Yeah, now everybody knows what all this is, and they can act accordingly. And only the high points is fine, because in role-playing games, you could hand-wave and say, well, in this world, they did this instead of this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, usually w- what's happening in a role-playing game is they're being given a task to do. Yeah. And then, and they usually have things like skills or feats or things like that that they use to resolve it. So uh, y- you don't need to know all the details because if they have a, have a sufficient level to be considered competent in their skill, then they already understand these things. It's for the player's benefit to give them. As you said, this, the, the idea of resimilitude. I'm doing this, and I'm doing it in such a way that everybody around the table is together with me. Yes. And and nobody's going. That guy just knows what he's doing. I don't even know why he's talking. Yeah, you can't do it that way. No, no. You know, and you don't want that. Okay. So it's that's why it's good to have have at least you know the big strokes so and that people, people are or, you know don't no go off the reservation, reservation unless there's you know, a reason for it
1: yeah because players would never just go off on side quests when you're trying to have an adventure no no <laughs> uh,
0: and they'll never get in the face of the GM and tell him you're wrong
2: Ignore the main quest
0: yeah <laughs> I, I, as you I say I'm I'm a, point I'm point a charged point. nurse at a hospital and I know they don't do that you just can't do that and you're yeah. like going but uh, my entire you know, uh, adventure is based on the fact they can get into this room over here. So it's like. Yeah. Ugh. That's when you got to grab that person, drag them out of the room, and say, okay, this is where we're trying to get to. You tell me how we get there. Yeah. And then and help you know, me let make them...
1: this happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, and that's researching by using an SME. Yes. You know, and that's fine. Okay. It's, now it's their problem to basically be able to ke- keep their player knowledge and their character knowledge separate. Hopefully they can do that.
1: Well, a good thing about Josie's mom, Colleen Gothbunny, having been a history major is that I can, you know, Rolodex her brain. Okay. This period of history, know about it. You know, again urinate the large salt salt water body for me and just and she'll be like okay well it was this this and this and this and these were the fashions of the time and all that because she's also a seamstress so i can get that and postulate okay this is the general broad strokes picture so yeah it and and we we gamers we geeks we tend to have pockets of information that are just incredibly detailed in some points and especially me and josie with our autism we have really detailed stuff and we will be glad to give it to you (laughs) there are times it's like okay that's enough yes
2: there there are times where someone's just like okay 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 or like my dad (laughs) my dad
1: you say don't give me a book report yeah the fact that i brought that i'm gonna sound like my dad oh god all right Number three, draw a line in the sand. Is this the current representation, past, or future? Future is always easier because of the automatic hand-waving. Yeah, when you are doing something, and then the player, like like Bruce said, like, No, 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 it's not like that. There's a certain point where you want to stick true to the idea of what you formed based on what you have put together.
2: But then there's there's certain points where you just have to go, No.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and you have to remember why you're there. Why yeah. are we playing? Why Why is this scenario what we're doing? And the things that are distractions from that. Sometimes you just have to say that's very, very interesting. We can talk about that later. But right now, what we care about is whether or not that Humvee is going to fit. You know, through that uh, garage opening. Yeah. <laughs> so unless you got something about that, it's fitting.
1: <laughs> and and I think in that one out of the three, the past obviously is going to take the most research. The present, we're living in it. You may just not live in that area and you can research that. But if it's the past, oh, that's... you are going to, that's where you're always going to have your biggest amount of research. Because, again, you're going to have someone like Colleen calling me on it. No, that's not what happened in 1853 in this country. So, Unless you, you, you draw the line in the sand saying, okay, this is this world. This happened here. And if you can sit there and explain why things are the way they are because you draw the line in the sand, you're usually a very proficient game master. Um, and it, it, like I said, future is always easiest because of automatic hand-waving. Well, the future is the future. We don't know what's going to happen. Everything is implied and extrapolated. And so... You can extrapolate, and somebody might go, "Okay, it might go that way." All right, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, the, well, the point reason I put this, put this down, down here was was to say, not just a line in the sand, but even out. a box in the sand might be a better representation. Everything outside the box doesn't matter. Everything in the box is what's important. Yeah, you you have to be able to do that because there's always more information that you wish you had, you know, in a situation. And it just gets in the way.
1: Yeah, you you definitely want to. I mean, it's good to build the campaign, but if the information is not pertinent to the situation at hand, it just takes up time. And you then you're like, no, we're trying to do this here. We can explore yeah. that part and, later. And, and then again,
2: right? You're making half the group angry.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, remember when you did the the podcast on um, uh, Forgotten Realms? Yes. Let's say you went onto that world into like you know uh, the uh, uh, the purple sand area, yes. you know, in the south, uh, southeast corner of the map. Oh yeah. All right. Well, if you spend all your if you spend a lot of time researching all of the countries that are on the north west side, as interesting as they are, you're wasting your time. Because that's probably not going to be Affecting things down on the southeast Unless yeah. you intentionally do so And that's what I'm saying You draw that line and say this is not important This, you know, this is not going to be in, you know We don't have to deal with this And that allows us to now have Time to spend on the important Things in the area in which you're Actually involved in Yes, Cause, cause, uh, and, and that's why I, uh, uh, I, I had In the next thing which is Do not go to tvtropes.com Ah, uh, yes. Yeah.
2: No,
0: <laughs> just that's that's that should always be on the other side of the line in the sand because you will never return from that hole. <laughs> ah. and, <laughs> that and is a rap- that the, is a rabbit like, hole. As far that, that... as
2: the box goes. It is on the other Ugh. side of the planet yeah. from that box.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm just saying, saying you know, that. And there's a lot of things, things like that, that too. I mean, you yeah. know, you can people who are just love alcohol. You know, you you started just finding out what people were drinking in that time or in that part of the world. Three hours later, when you were supposed to be researching, you know, how to, you know, uh, set up a, um, you know, a, a small community, you spent your entire time figuring out how monks make mead. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, well, it's like the,
1: it, it, Draw that line in the sand. It's like the YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah, I was looking at music videos, and now I'm up at four in the morning, you know, watching giraffes trying to do nuclear physics. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, number four, where do you find info to research putting real-world things into games? The biggest one, Google, Wikipedia, websites pertinent to the subject, Reddit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, lots of times,
0: people will actually well, post actually, questions and answer them. Okay. Well, on Reddit.
2: Actually, I, I I would trust Reddit far more than like Tumblr.
0: Well, yeah,
1: Tumblr is yeah more pictures and no Reddit. Yeah, I would. Reddit uh, did- conspiracy
0: threads. Yeah. Here, Pixie, what's where, this strange thing called Tumblr? How do you get anything out of something when don't, you're rolling around on the ground? Don't even go
2: there. I have been there several times. It's almost I have like, to tear myself away. It's
1: almost like 4chan. Just, you don't want to, just don't even open that door. Yeah.
2: Don't open the door.
1: Okay, conspiracy you threads?
0: Yeah. I mean, those people will go everywhere. It's yeah, you, know, you can if you want to find a whole lot of things to really you know add more confusion to a situation. Just go to some of these conspiracy sites, and they will tell you, you know, some of the crazy. I mean, crazy stuff. And they've got they got dates, they got places, they got you know, they got people and names, and you can just like people are like really, well, I had no idea. And of course, it's. It may or may not even be true. But the, but the fact, fact is, is that he can really give that smell of versimilitude. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Josie and
1: I know of somebody in the dementia community who we could knock on their door and, okay, <laughs> open the sluice gate on this particular thing. Uh, right. I, I, I love him dearly. Are you kidding? He, he's known as are, I, Gray Man.
2: Are you kidding? That That's not a gate. That's you opening that's, up the- busting up Dam, yeah. <laughs>
1: that's, that's busting up Hoover Dam.
2: Yeah, that's busting up Hoover Dam. I was actually
1: thinking of starting a man. I don't have any room to put it on the show called the Tinfoil Haberdashery, and just give him a conspiracy theory and let Gray Man run with it for about ten minutes. And it, it's been I've been trying to okay, how am I going to fit this in? Because I really want to do this and just you know he's our resident conspiracy theorist, and just yeah. But, okay, Conspiracy Threads, if you're running a game like Bureau 13 or Dark Matter, uh, the old Alternity game, which uh, they made a D20 book out of for um, Wizards, for D20 Modern. Yeah, Conspiracy Threads, okay, I can see that. Uh, Those of us who go old school, I mean, if you have encyclopedias, it could be dated information, but let's say you're running a campaign in the past, If you go to the library and find encyclopedias before a certain time, at the time, they're up to date. If you wanted to get that that certain dated information.
0: Yeah, they can be wrong the right way.
1: Yeah, yeah. And again, you can just chalk it up. (laughs) Well, this was wrong. Well, you know, uh, alternate timeline. Yeah, that's it.
0: No, it's just like sometimes people believe things, you know, and there was a time when people believed that there were canals on Mars. It was the best scientific information available at the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so, you can, uh, and so encyclopedias somehow, sometimes can be wealth of information, and... If you know if you're if you're like some people who are very suspicious about the integrity of our information, uh, you could find things that could be considered redacted. Oh, how come this isn't part of this anymore? Oh, I guess it wasn't true, or was it? Yeah, and nobody wanted anybody to know about it.
1: Yeah. See, and I said when I when Bruce made up this list. Uh, yesterday, and he said, "Yeah, offer things that you know." Any points by, my... and I put encyclopedias. But then again, I had three sets of encyclopedias as a kid. So sure. yeah, I was so. Yeah, I had to... one.
0: Yeah, I got a, I got an update every year with new facts. Yeah, yeah, and an extra book they adding to it. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, Google Wiki now
1: Wikipedia again. A lot of people give it crap. Problem is, you have to back up your facts. That's what the bibliography is at the bottom of the page. So if you add something and it's not backed up with a footnote at the bottom, they can they can yank it. Now colleges, you are not allowed to use Wikipedia as a resource because they figure they list the book that would just go to the book. And I, as I say, I got a lot of young coworkers there taking classes now, and I, I told them it's like, yeah, I don't think you can still use Wikipedia for.
2: I don't remember. Research. That, I don't remember that being a thing for for college courses from what I heard.
1: Oh, so they may have gotten rid of it. No, one,
2: I, no I mean, I don't remember uh, I from what I heard, I don't think you were allowed to use it because it lists where they got it from. Right Why not just go there? Yeah, exactly. They right. want well, that's
1: you to the do point. the work. It, yeah.
0: yeah, it's not it's not real research. It lists links to real research, so you need to follow it through to yeah. the end. But it does provide it does provide one of those line the sand opportunities. So if you're in a if you're playing a game where there is like a large database of information out there and but you have to say, well, how much access do they have to it? Uh, or I'm on an alien world and how much information did I bring with me about any random thing that somebody might ask a question about? I found it very useful to say to people, well, if you could find it in Wikipedia, you have it on your laptop or you're on your phone. Or in your, you know, heads-up display Whatever If you don't, then you're going to have to do something You're going to have to justify knowing it You know, it's either going to have to be something you have to do more research on Or someone's going to have to pull something out of the archives Or, you know, something You just don't know how to reach it But if you can find it in Wikipedia Then we'll act as if you've been able to find it as part of your computer research
1: Okay Uh, And yeah, extremely
0: useful. I can't tell you how many times that has solved problems for me.
1: Ah, and he put, do not go to (laughs) tvtropes.com. Yes, do
0: not go there, though.
2: (laughs) Absolutely not. I
0: don't go to tvtropes, don't go to 4chan. Oh, no.
2: (laughs) I went there once, spent five minutes looking at it. Felt like a day, yeah. (laughs) Ran ran away. There was screaming. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh,
0: jeez. Okay. Like,
2: nope.
1: Okay.
0: Call a rep. It's not a place for gentle people. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> insert uh, insert my favorite theme here.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> F this stuff. I'm out. Yeah. Call a representative place and ask questions. Yeah. If you are researching New York, they have a Chamber of Commerce that they can give you information about the city, the Port Authority. Let's say you want to uh, do something in Grand Central Station for a game. They've got helplines that if you research you can call them and you know they'll they'll tell you certain facts about the station. They've probably got people designed specifically you know, hired specifically for that. Because Grand Central Station one of the busiest places on the planet with all the bus and train traffic that's there. The New York City Port Authority I'm sure probably has a whole bunch of people that you could call and ask them this stuff. Uh, get an a- SME. Somebody who know about the fact. It it like when well, I well hold
0: on, hold on, hold on. Let's, 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 let's go too quickly here. Um, on B, I have a I have a great example of that. Okay, we had an adventure that took place on a um, uh, on the west coast, and it was a mermaid adventure. And it took place near a lighthouse, and so they were all wondering whether the lighthouse was involved in the story. And so I said, "Well, let's find out." And uh, and we I actually picked up the phone and I called because it was a four hour time difference. I called the people that ran tours to the lighthouse and I just started asking them all kinds of questions like you know is it how, when is it when are tours available to go there where do they land you know how uh is, you know is is it a wildlife area uh, all these questions how many people you know uh is it actually in use right now. Yeah, yeah, and, and I found that all this really great information. And they're all like, oh, okay, you know, and they and they even said they even had their, their characters sign up for tours. And it turned out they didn't actually use that, but they signed up for tours and they they knew how tall the lighthouse was, and they had some idea about you know what you know what some of the things in the pictures were and how far it was off away from land and why they couldn't go there by boat, you know, because of the reefs. They had to fly by helicopter and where the helicopter landed and, and, you know, and how many people could fit in a helicopter. It's all those questions you know, that they, they had. And they, and they said, well, and we know they're going out there to do uh, uh, repair and restoration on, on the weekend because it's a, it's a volunteer service thing. That means we've got Monday through Thursday to sneak out there ourselves and do stuff. Okay. All by making a phone call. And, and believe me, I, if I ever get out to the West Coast there, I want to go on that tour. It sounds like a great place. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them.
1: And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming it's for having fun.
0: Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast.